Hello and welcome to The Cute Life, episode 18. I'm Finley and... I'm Ollie. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello everybody, how are we? How are you? How are we? How are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm... I like to ask everyone how they are because I feel like it's polite. It'd be nice to, if someone just out there an, just shouts. An echo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm okay, thank you for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the week, mm-hmm. ready for the weekend. Yeah. I feel like, do we need to set a, like, a scene that, um, I feel like we need to get better at setting a scene, but, like, it's a Wednesday evening, um, it's a fairly okay day, like, By now you'll have an amazing picture in your mind of the scene. (laughs) Well, it's not sunny, and it's also not, not sunny. Sending me to sleep with this description. <laughs> okay, maybe I shouldn't paint. I'm not painting a very good picture. See, this is just proving my point. I need to get better at painting the scene. It's Wednesday. <clears throat> just had dinner. Yeah. We... Candle lit. Yeah. It's a little bit overcast. Yeah. We've opened a bottle of red wine. We've got some a nice incense stick on, which is. Uh, can you remember what it's called? Someone gave it to us as a moving in present. Um, it's literally a block of wood. That you so burn good. and it smells like incense. It smells amazing. But we bought it from a shop in town and I'd seen them before and and you get like a little bundle that's like three or four sticks yeah. and they're like tied together with some like rustic looking string. <laughs> and I just thought it was just straight uh, like... You thought the, it was like decorative Yeah, words. I thought like, <laughs> really it was just expensive. for real Ponzi hipsters to have. So funny. And then, yeah, one of our friends like bought it for us like... Explain what it was. Explain, and Ollie was like, "Ah, it's not just fancy schmancy sticks." I mean, they are just fancy schmancy sticks. They're sticks with a purpose. Well, you're a convert now. You love them, don't you? Love it. Love a stick with purpose. (laughs) Who doesn't? I've always said that. Um, Yeah. So, what have we been up to? We went to a barbecue on Saturday with our friends. Went to Sunny Woolwich. We went to Woolwich. Yes, very nice. Plumstead is actually very lovely. I like Woolwich. I like Plumstead. Yeah, I feel if like... I was going to live in London, I think I'd live in Woolwich slash Plumstead. Yeah, it's really nice. I think it got a bad rep because of that man being beheaded there. But that was just one time. That was one time. And um, that can happen anywhere. Anywhere, literally. Um, yes, so it did only happen there. But it also only... it can happen anywhere. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like it got a bad rep in the press because of that. And then... It actually is a really nice little bit of London. We should specify that Woolwich is in London. Yeah, it's London. It's, I guess it's further southeast than Wimbledon. People know. Yeah, it's a lot further south. Well, is not, it? Wimbledon's not even really southeast. It's just sort of south. Yeah. But I think it's like it's far enough out that it's not like a place that like a tourist would ever go. I don't think. No. Because it's sort of a bit like off the beaten track. Yeah. Um, Can I just apologise for Tova's Tova's like licking, cleaning her paws in the background. So if you can hear some horrible slurping noises, that's what it is. That's my girl. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's actually it's really nice, and yeah. So and our um, friends have a nice house. There. Very nice house that they've been doing up for the past couple of years, and they have excellent taste. So it's always very nice going around and seeing what they've done. The latest This is thing. the new section of our lives. Yeah. You go around to people's houses. And admire the DIY. You look at the DIY, <laughs> you talk about mortgages, <laughs> and then you talk about having a baby or who's just had a baby. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and obviously Love <clears throat> Island. And Love Island, that's key. That's mid- is this middle age? How long do I have to do this? 
well what, until i'm 50 yeah pretty much and then you buy a ferrari <laughs> yeah I'm looking forward to that <laughs> hey you love love island i do not love love island he's he's just being modest <laughs> And um, then, uh, you enjoy it. Come on. You know what? wouldn't enjoy the outfits? Do you? Oh my god, Nora's <laughs> outfits are hilarious. Like it no, just always not... looks like she's got a top on backwards. <laughs> Don't talk about that. One. Okay, sorry. Uh, and then on <clears throat> Sunday, it was Pirate Day in Hastings. Yeah. So in Hastings, they live for a parade. They fucking love a parade. And uh, pirate days where just everyone dresses up as pirates and then marches through the streets drumming. And then gets as drunk as humanly yeah, possible it was, on a Sunday. We were quite, well, I was like knackered because I had like a really bad night's sleep. Um, and so I didn't really feel like going out. Um, but then we decided we'd feel um, like hard done boy if we didn't, if we missed pirate day. So we just walked through the streets and it was just like, just full of drunk pirates everywhere. It was kind of like, from like the waistline up, <laughs> like a fun family day with pirates. And then if you look down below, it was just like people like lying on the floor in like well, sick. We, yeah, we walked past these two people who were collapsed, like propped up a, against a wall, just like covered in sick. And I think it was about 4pm. <laughs> Me yeah. and Ollie were like, okay. <laughs> But I woke up in the morning and I was like doing some DIY or something and there were people walking past. Still dressed as pirates? No, no, no. Like on the Sunday morning. Oh, right. People walking past, dressed fully as pirates, drinking from a huge bottle of rum oh, at like God. 10 in the no morning. No wonder they were sick on you're themselves. Like, you're never going to have a chance, are you? Yeah. But like it was, I mean, we literally just mentioned the worst bit about it. It was just like so funny because it's all like people drumming. Everyone's like super dressed up. Super, like everyone and dresses really up. Really enthusiastically yeah. dressed up. Me and Ollie didn't, obviously. I wore a striped shirt. What more do they want? I wore a shirt with puffy sleeves, and that was unintentional. But then I realised there was quite. Piratey. We were basically the Pirates of the Caribbean. Basically, yeah. But yeah, if you ever fancy a weekend to come to Hastings but can't come on Jack and the Green. Yeah. Pirate Day. Pirate Day's pretty good. Good follow-up. So the Very three funny. events in Hastings of the, the highlights of the year, I'd say, are Jack and the Green Festival, Pirate Day, and Bonfire Night. Now, if you are local to the southeast of England, um, you'll probably have heard of Lewis Firework Night. I mean, frankly, half of the country, I think, has heard of it because it's so famous. Yeah. Um, Alexa Chung went last year. Whoa. Um, That's because she's from Winchester. How do you know that? Don't, you don't want to know that. Okay. <laughs> um, that was odd. Um, but anyway, so... <clears throat> Basically, it's always so busy that you can, can't can get to or from it. And it's just like you're just stuck in a crowd um, because it's so popular. Well, Hastings, I shouldn't really be telling everyone this because it's like a little hidden gem. But like Hastings do like a warm up version. So it's exactly the same parade, but not on bonfire night. It's like three weekends before, two weekends before. But it's great. Like it's exactly the same vibe, except less busy. And you can like join in with the um, parade and yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely gold. Yeah, that's one of the good. So if you're gonna come for any, uh, if you're gonna come to Hastings for the day, then I recommend coming in on one of those weekends because you get the authentic 
parade Hastings experience. It's <laughs> an important experience for a Hastings. But our wedding anniversary is on Jack and the Green Festival, our first one next year. So we're probably going to have a Jack and the Green party. Yeah. yeah. Both. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you just lost your embarrassment. No, I was just thinking about something else. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, would you like some local news? Well, actually, Ollie, can I chip in? Yes. Can I go first? Because my one runs on from last week's one. Oh, please. Okay, so I got sent this, and it's quite short, but it's like, you know how, like, um, Last week we were talking, if you haven't listened to last week's, go back and listen. Um, Ollie told me a story about a man who appeared at Village Fate dressed in one of those morph suits um, and made off with a load of unsuspecting victims, OAPs, pensions. OAPs and children's money. Yeah. Um, instead of giving to charity. Um, and Up to £100. Firstly, I have two things to say on this matter. Uh a very reliable source <laughs> told me that a very popular um, news website um, is going to investigate going to the village and they're going to investigate who the man is. Amazing. Is it The Sun? No. What newspaper? It's not... Well, no, news site. Oh, BuzzFeed. No. Why am I guessing this? I is this know. even a guessing no, game? No, it's not a guessing game because I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to say because it's insider knowledge. Oh, okay. Sorry. When and you, you probably can guess who has told me that. No. <laughs> okay. But anyway. Well, anyway. So we might have updates on who the man is very soon, oh, everyone. Shit. Yeah. Um, and I'll get the insider goss, hopefully. I hope so. Um, anyway, the same person who may not be named, mm-hmm. also sent me this. Um, a terrifying version of the man in the lawsuit. Yeah. A woman has been terrorised in um, a Somerset village by a man in a gimp suit. Crikey. Um, this is the photo she took of him when he was coming towards her, and it is the scariest thing I think I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Look at that. That is scary. Can you imagine? Okay, so it's just like a man... And he's kind of a half blurry because he's obviously moving towards her, just in full like leather onesie, well, a, a gimp suit, um, with his eyes covered in like like dead cross crosses, and with like a creepy smiley face. And uh, so I'll read you a bit of the what happened. A woman says she was scared to go out after enduring a terrifying encounter with a man wearing a gimp suit in a dark village lane. She was walking through Clavisham in Somerset when she saw someone charging at me in a full black rubbery suit. The man advanced towards her, grunting and breathing heavily Uh. before fleeing the scene, she said. Um, Police said that there have been a small number of reports of a man jumping out at people in the area. Um, The victim in her 20s said the experience hugely affected her and she had been uh, chosen to pe- speak to the BBC as she was concerned it may happen again. I would never forgive myself if anything um, happened to someone else and I hadn't said anything. I mean, what the fucking fuck? Oh, apparently he kept t- coming towards her and was touching his groin, grunting and breathing heavily. Uh, nice. As I tried to step back, he was right in front of my face and put his leg forward. Yeah. I was just trying to assess the situation in my head quickly that I thought, this is it, I'm going to get attacked. Like, what the fucking fuck? I mean, you would think that. That is very scary. 
like honestly i'm going to link a picture of the well the bbc article and like so you can see a picture of it is fucking terrifying if that came out at me in the, the dark i think i'd just i don't know what i'd do usually run away well when i yeah probably <laughs> scream my head off um like when i were, lived in london i used to walk back home because i used to work in a bar like till like sometimes i didn't finished till like three or four in the morning um and i used to have to walk like well i used to live in we used to live in elephant castle which now nowadays is quite an up-and-coming nice area when we lived there nah um <laughs> and i got chased i remember i got chased home by a crazy woman um one night um because she was waving at me and yelling at me like she knew me and um, I just ignored her because I was like, well, I don't know you and I don't get why you're What time of the morning was this? Like, like three in the morning. Yeah, and no then she crossed the road and started running after me. So I fucking pelted at home and I've never like run so fast in my life. It's fucking terrifying. Anyway, I used to walk home after that instant. And I think before then um, with a pair of keys like in between my knuckles. So in case bash so someone. I bash them. Nice. But... I mean, if I was walking through a village, I don't think I would be you may not even my be able keys to, out. You might not even be able to penetrate the rubber seat. No. Keys. It does look quite thick. Hearty. It does. Protective. <laughs> Protective. It's like a massive condom. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was my... I just, yeah. It, it was like a more sinister version of last week's story. Yeah, it's not fun, but it's awful. Yeah. Um, Are you yeah. going to pres- provide some mirth? Well, no, mine's really, really dark, actually. What? Darker than that? Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to read it. So right. prepare yourself. Okay. Uh, okay. Two pals who helped rescue a duck from inside a McDonald's <laughs> ended up in court when the drunken row over the bird got out of hand. <laughs> okay, so maybe not quite as dark <laughs> as your story. Over a duck! A live one! Yes, in McDonald's. <laughs> In McDonald's? Was there, what, there was a duck in McDonald's? Listen to the story. Lee Gooding, 31, fell out with Neil Edward Cecil after they stopped off for a cheeseburger following... Hang on, can we take a moment? What was his name? Neil, Neil Edward Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. He doesn't look, sound like he'd be hanging out in McDonald's, to be fair. Correct. Sounds like a right posh name. <laughs> after they stopped off for a cheeseburger following a few drinks to celebrate his 40th birthday. Oh, wow. Police were eventually yeah. called after they started they arguing over the bird. And Lee later told magistrates, I don't know how it escalated from there. When officers arrived on <laughs> April 27th, they found Lee swearing and loudly talking about how he had saved the duck. <laughs> but after liberating the lost bird, the situation quickly escalated. Chester, Chester magistrates court heard. So, Lee was hit with a blast of pepper spray after lunging for one of the officer's stab vests. Oh my god! And kicking out as they tried to arrest him. The birthday boy was warned to back off after... The birthday tried, boy? After trying to push through and help his friend, only also to be sprayed for his troubles, after replying to curb his swearing, shouting, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Adam Ansewich, I'm not sure who, who that is, someone else in the story, defending Lee, said the incident was completely stupid and out of character for him. Adam added, he goes into McDonald's and there is a duck in there. But for whatever reason, he got very agitated. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine getting that angry over a duck? Mr. Mr. Antwich told the court that the mechanic lived a quiet life on his own with his dog. But on this occasion, alcohol had got the better of him. 
in what was very much an isolated incident. <laughs> very much an isolated incident. <laughs> you know that, like, but when you're drunk, though, like, you do end up having these almighty rows with people. And, like, honestly, in the morning, you're like, how did that even start? Like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've had some bright old Barneys when we've had a few. And, like, you wake up in the morning, you're just like... like well, it's because I rescued the duck. <laughs> uh, anyway. Edward Cecil, defending himself in court, said, I just want to apologise for my behaviour. I'd gone out for my 40th birthday... Gone to McDonald's to get some food, and there was a duck. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. Was the duck inside McDonald's? Duck was in Mackie D's. How did he get in there? He flew in. Waddled in. Aww. To be honest, I am ashamed of the way I've acted. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'd be worried if you weren't. This will never happen again, he said. I'm not like this. Both men, who were said to have reeked of booze, later admitted to abusive behaviour and resisting a, resisting arrest. Um, Gooden and. Fl- and Edward Cecil were each given a 12-month custodial discharge and told to pay £85. What does fines. that 12-month custodial discharge mean? I think it means that if you do anything again in 12 months, you get in more trouble. Really? Okay. Uh, magistrate, Fiona... I thought it meant, like, a suspended sentence. Also, that's a bit harsh for, like, a fight over a dark. <laughs> well, I think if you fight police, they don't like it. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, so, magistrate Fiona Crane... I just don't, like, the thought of, I would never, ever... Fight a duck. Fight dark or swear at a police officer or anything. I'm, like, literally, like, I'm sorry, sir. Like, even if they look at me, I just wouldn't even dream of it. I can't, like, fathom that someone would think to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know some people are just, like, really, like, I mean, drunk. You, but... you don't really have, like, a short temper, though. <laughs> No, not in that respect. Are you being sarcastic? I have literally the shortest fuse. No, but you're like short fuse. Do you even like, know me? You just like slam a door and like go off in a half. Yeah, true. I mean, you don't like start fights with people. No. I've never seen you start a fight with anyone. Uh, anyway. I'm pretty sure I have. Excuse me, can I give you the magistrate's final thought? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So they bothered to write this in the article. The magistrate said, I hope this has been a lesson to you. <laughs> Why did the journalist bother writing that? <laughs> Why didn't the why did the magistrate not make a duck pun? Oh my god, they missed it. I'm trying to think of one now, but it's just I don't know. I just feel like there's so many good opportunities there. Come on, Finlay, use your engaged brain. Engaged brain. Something punny. Something punny. I'm thinking ducks, quacks, quacks, beaks, beaks. Um, that's not literally nothing. Too, right? Waddling. What else do ducks do? <laughs> That's all they do, quack and bottle. Well, there's something else they do. It goes Lay eggs. Oh, yeah. It goes <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. That's my uh, weekly... Mackie D's, Mackie Ducks, Mackie... Okay, I'm going to leave this now. I guess this Mackie Duck got a good quacking. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> that doesn't even mean anything. I feel like I'm quite a good like, news anchor. <laughs> got the voice for it. You do have a good voice. You've got a good... Didn't you get hired because... Yeah, she... my boss told me that the only reason she hired me was because I had a good voice. You do have a good voice. It's very... Um... Yeah, but it's slightly diminishing to my CV. <laughs> but it's very like... I um... had over one job on that CV. You're quite... Well, you're loud. You've got a loud, booming voice. Me? Yeah. You make a good dictator, that's all I'm going to say. That mixed with my views on immigration. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the best. 
I'm only joking. I don't oh, it's her. the time in the podcast where Tova wants to go out. And she spent the entire time licking her paws and now is trying to go out. She's so annoying. Okay. It's lucky I love you, Winky. But anyway, have you got any, anything wink, wink. else you want to talk about? Um, my cute thing this week. Oh, yeah. Um, my cute thing is um, from, well, it's mainly um, the podcast Ear Hustle. Oh, yeah. Which I can't remember whether I've... Just put her on the floor, babe. She doesn't want to sit on your lap. Yeah, but she's just going to wiggle the entire rest of the podcast. No, Tova. Focus, Finn. (laughs) No one wants to hear you talking to a dog doing something that happened in the past. Oh, I don't care. Um, Yeah, Ear Hustle. Which I can't remember whether I've spoken spoken about on the podcast, but Ollie does listen to it. But have you been listening to the... I haven't listened since the main thing that happened at the end of the last series happened. Since the third... So the third series is out now. So I've been listening to it. It's really good. Um, And I listened to the latest episode today, which is called um, I Want the Fairy Tale. So I'll give you a bit of backstory. So it's a podcast about um, San Quentin Prison and um, it's run by an artist called Nigel Rapport, I think her name is. Um, she's. If it isn't that, it certainly sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, Erlon Woods, who was a prisoner at the time in the um, prison and so he they go into the prison and interview inmates about various topic topics like... Um, Having relationships inside prison, um, having cellmates, having pets, food, having pets—that's a great episode. Um, but this latest, um, yeah, one basically. Um, if you haven't listened to Ear Hustle, maybe turn off now, um, or and then go and listen to it. I guess. Um, but <laughs> go and listen to like. There's a bit of a spoiler. Twelve hours worth of podcast. Yeah, a bit of a spoiler that um, Erlon he got out like um, the start of. Right, start of the year, I think. Um, and he'd been in prison for 30 years, I think. Something like that. Something, Something like crazy like A really like long that. time, like 20, 25 to 30 well, years. Well, they love like sending people to jail for a long time in America, don't they? Yeah. Um, but he, honestly, he's such a nice guy. Um, he had so much like promise and he just seemed so wasted in the prison because he's he'd... I mean, I'm not disputing that he obviously did something wrong. That's obviously why he was in prison and he deserved to go to prison. But, I mean, he just seemed like... he. I just believe in second chances and he definitely deserved yeah, a second I chance. Think he just seemed like a really, like... If you do something stupid when you're 18... Yeah, you shouldn't... There's not really any reason for you to be in jail when you're 45. Yeah. And obviously there are some <laughs> crimes that mean that you should be like if you're a psychopath you murder someone probably best to keep you in jail but like if you're in a gang when you're I 17 he, 18 like, and didn't he... he like rob a shop or something i can't remember exactly along you'll have to lines. listen to the podcast again but i think he basically was like involved in an armed robbery i think yeah and he just i don't know like but yeah you, you only have to listen to the podcast to realize that he is like genuinely like sorry for what happened and just has changed and yeah anyway so this the last um 
the series three that I'm listening to at the moment is him on the outside. So they've got a new person who interviews the inmates inside and then Erlon interviews people who have come out of prison and like their transition from prison to the outside world, which is a really interesting take on it. Um, And this episode was all about um, like relationships on the outside, like when they get out and like interviewing prisoners who have been in prison for like 35 years and like they'd just forgotten like they hadn't obviously had sex in all that time and like just them having to like come out into the world like when they went into prison it was like what the 80s they had never experienced the internet online dating all that stuff so it was Erlon interviewing um yeah a couple of um prisoners and like basically like a lot of them they'd never like because this one guy they interviewed he went into prison when he was 15 um that's very young yeah and so when he got out like he just had no like he hadn't had a relationship really with anyone so he didn't really know what like love was even Mm. though he was like i think he's 35 or something um when he got out um and the only way that he knew what love was was by watching films and like they all watched the notebook in prison like i mean because... that's worse than any jail sentence. oh shut up it's a good film but anyway yeah they just all thought that love was like the notebook and like they interviewed like loads of the prisoners and they were like yeah i watch that film it's like one of my favorite films it's wow like... that's so weird yeah, like, I know. if i was in charge of a prison especially because obviously it's he's a male inmate so it's all just dealing with male, other male inmates. Yeah, that is not a film that I would have put on the. No. Um, <laughs> but it was like on the so. I think list. they have like a yeah a set um, channel or whatever that shows certain films, yeah. and that was on like one. And I think they just sort of loop the same things yeah. over and over. So like most of the prison saw the Notebook. Do you think they put stuff like? Uh, Shawshank Redemption on the line. I think that's a little bit doubt much. it I doubt they Prison do Break that would be a popular <laughs> I don't, one yeah um, the same really good film anyway my my particular cute thing it made me cry um, they interviewed this woman called Sarah who'd been out of prison for six years and she was in prison because she had killed she was trafficked um, when she was a teenager and so um, her trafficker like targeted her mum because her mum was vulnerable and then got to know her mum and then that was his way in with her and then he basically got her into the sex industry. It's just terrible and she ended up killing him. Right. Um, and that's how she was in prison. She got life without parole. Jesus, that seems a bit harsh. I know. Um, she was really, I think she was only 16. It's just terrible. Oh, um, anyway, but she got out six years ago. I'm not sure how, but they do say in the podcast it was quite, I think it was in the first series, but anyway. So they interviewed her and she was saying that she is with a guy now and um, she finds relationships really difficult because she's been, well, abused for practically her whole life um and she's saying the guy that she's with now is like wonderful and like uh she said about him that he was a gift and that she wishes all men could take lessons from this man on how to treat someone they love and at the end of the episode they said it was Erlon. i literally crying again <laughs> thinking about it i'm so happy for him because <laughs> now he's got everything that he wanted like he's out he's got um 
somewhere to live and he's got a job because he works for the podcast now and now he's got a nice relationship and she seems so nice and intelligent and just feel so happy for him <laughs> literally crying again i've cried like three times to listen to you it gotta again you got to thinking about it then oh so lovely see time. this is why see when i was um i still want to do this but it's quite complicated i really wanted to get into doing um like art therapy in prisons because i just i really believe in like helping um inmates because i think they, that's what they focus on a lot in like sweden and scandinavian countries like rehabilitation um, rehabilitation not just like punishment i really just believe in it and think it's a good thing and um yeah i think that podcast like proves like a creative outlet like look what it's done for him like yeah and it's made him like a positive like member of the community now and he's got like a normal well quote unquote normal not like balanced and um yeah happy life and just that's through doing something like creative and i just yeah really would like to get into doing it but i looked into it it's quite difficult because you've got to um You've got to have like two years of therapy to do it. I think personal I think they therapy. Cut the fun- funding a lot for it. Cut well. the funding a lot, and um, you um, also have to like have I think two years relevant experience in like social work or something, which obviously I don't have. Um, but maybe something in the future that I could get involved with because I just really feel like super passionate about it. Oh, I'll have to carry and listen to the podcast, get back up to date with that. Yeah. Sounds good. Oh my god, just it's honestly, such an interesting so pro- lovely. And I just it completely took me aback. Didn't expect it at all. Even though I follow it, he has Instagram. If you're interested, I mean, he has posted a couple of photos of him with a woman. So I knew that he had a part. And they say at the start of the episode that he's got a girlfriend. Um, but they don't say who it is, and then it was right at the end that they said it. It's just so oh lovely. He just so deserves to be happy. I think it's just interesting. It gives quite a different perspective, especially as an English person who watches American films, and you have this idea of what American jail is like, and English jail, I guess, to a certain extent. Mm. It's just like horrific, and it. I'm sure it is, and they're not saying it isn't, but like they touch on a lot of like. Just like the mundane stuff that they do, which yeah, is quite interesting. Yeah, which is really interesting. Just like how they pass notes around and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just so interesting. They're just so inventive. Like, that's what's so fascinating about it. Like, the way that they sort of use what they have to, like, better their situation is really, like, astounding, a lot of it. Yeah. And it means that they're pretty intelligent people. Yeah, I think the only thing with it is... I guess the people who are willing and interested in being interviewed and talking about it probably are the ones that are slightly more positive or creative. Oh, outlook. 100%. I'm sure there are. But... Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. You can't tar everyone with the same brush just because there are, like, bad people doesn't mean everyone is bad and not everyone, you know, wants to change their life around. No. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's a good... I don't know. Anyway, it's just... It's really great. Like Actually, someone on um, Instagram, uh, Kitty, um, Kitty Forbes Illustration, she does pet portraits, which are really lovely. She recommended it to me, like, ages ago, and I just loved it. It's yeah, really, it's really good. It's really... It's kind of heartwarming. Um, also, if we're talking about prison documentaries, what was that one? I think it was called Prison... 
Do you know the one I'm talking about? That was on the. No, you haven't done anything to describe it yet, apart from say it was a documentary called Prison. I think it was like last year, and like there's only like three episodes of it, and it's really what, f- English or fucking American? dark. Yeah, because it's set in Scotland in that really like rough. Oh, uh, is this the one where they all smoke spice all the time? Yeah, they smoke spice. They like spike. Oh my god! Honestly, this prison that's fucking on the flip side this prison that's fucking terrifying they like for fun spike like one of the inmates um cigarettes with spice and so spice he... is like this mad hallucinogenic horrible drug yeah that makes you sort of like into a zombie for like yeah and they like an yeah and they're all just like one person is like properly like well just passing passed out like completely out of it and everyone's just like jeering at him it's like fucked up and then there was another episode like on mental health which was like a super interesting episode that jesus christ it was dark did make me think when watching it's like if you're i don't know say you're like a businessman and you do some like corporate fraud like it's insane that they go to the same jail as those people. Yeah. They must have the worst time. The worst. Because these people in this documentary were terrifying. Like, like really? the scariest people. There was one guy who... Scarier he than was, people in gimp suits. He was men- mentally ill, but um, he screwed... This is re- Don't say really this. horrible. Am I going to say... No. It's too late. You started. I've you? started. I'm going to tell you, but it's really graphic. So if you're very squeamish, then just like skip ahead. Um, he, Cover your ears. He took the screws out of his bunk and then screwed them into his knuckles. So when they got into his cell, there were just knuckle his his nails um, screws sticking out of his knuckles. It was so fucked up. And then they were like wanted to get him into the sanatorium um, to obviously take them out, and he just like unscrewed them himself. Yeah. Oh. My G- I mean, I can't unsee it. I can't. It was just horrifying. Well, that's nice that you've now spread that to anyone who listens. Sorry, to sorry, everyone. I'm renowned. You're gonna for have doing to do a trigger this. warning, Finley. I know. I'm Finley a- loves telling the worst story. I do, and I always wait till we're eating or something till I start. I, I always remember we went out for a meal with your <laughs> mum and her boyfriend at the time, fiance now, and we all sat down and we were having like this quite posh meal in Hastings, and then Finn started to regale. The worst story from my favourite murder ever. Oh my god, the amazing one where her arms got cut off. Yes, that one. In graphic detail. It was an amazing, uplifting story. She just happened to have her arms cut off in it. And and I could just see your boyfriend's face. Just like, why is she telling me this? And I was like, Finn, maybe this isn't the time. It's like, no. Gotta listen to the rest. See, this is why. This is why. Yeah. You're not allowed out of the house. <laughs> well, this is why I love Murderino so much, because they like these stories, awful stories I tell. Well, this segues well into the documentary I've been watching. Oh, okay. You've got a... I love a documentary recommendation. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, I love a segue. I do love a segue. Watch me scoot on it. <laughs> Creeper. So, I've been watching a documentary called Voyeur. Voyeur. Haven't heard of it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Made for Netflix, I think. I don't know. Not that makes a difference to anyone. I just haven't, like, had any time to, like, look on Netflix recently. There must be loads of new stuff I've missed. Try a real long commute. (laughs) You'll love it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm okay, thanks. I'll just stay in my bedroom. So, Voyeur is a documentary about a... Voyeur? 
well, yes, obviously. Uh, <laughs> well, this, guess that. This journalist called uh, Gay Talassi. Talassi? Talassi? I can't remember. I mean, I literally watched a documentary where they say his name like a million times, but they mainly just call him Gay by his first name. Who is... It's just so crazy. The that... coolest guy. He's really? like 80 years old. Been a journalist since he was 15. Like, writes for, what? like, The New Yorker and stuff. Lives in this insane house in Manhattan. Like, the most beautiful house. Wears, like, a tailored suit every day to go and write articles. <laughs> and is so insanely thorough with how he writes articles. It's absolutely amazing. He wrote this book called... Does it um, say how old he is now? Yeah, he's 80 now. 80. Or 81 now. Yeah. Uh, he wrote this book called Thy Neighbour's Wife, which apparently is very famous, but I'd never heard never of. Never heard of it. Which is all about a sexuality in America. Ooh. In which, while researching the article, he joined like a free love <gasps> community. Oh my God. And he was like, my wife was not very pleased about yeah, it. Yeah, I bet she wasn't. And she's like, well, you know, it's for the story. And he's like, if I'm running about people having sex, I'm going to have sex with them. <gasps> he didn't! Oh my god, I'm desperate to watch this. Uh, Love so a bit of juicy a... gossip. Especially when sex is involved. But he keeps all of his research that he does about all of his stories in these like... Binders uh, or something. Well, in these sort of like big cardboard boxes and then like cuts out like little collages regarding the story and glues them onto it. So the one about like the free love, it's got like a little picture of him in like a bow tie next to like literally a naked woman. God. And then he's like cut out like the headlines and stuck them all over it. It's he's amazing. Okay, this sounds great. So he, in the nineteen eighties, met this man, the voyeur, uh, Gerald Foos, mm. and this guy owned a motel in Colorado, and he built a basically a viewing platform across the whole top of the motel. So that he could secretly climb above all the rooms in the motel and look down at the people in each room. I've heard about this man. You may have heard about this man. I think it's... Anyway. So yeah, that's what he does. So he got this motel and he just spies on people and he keeps all these like meticulous notes about what they do. So he's watching them have oh, sex, watching so them argue. so shallow grave, isn't it? It's so creepy. Such a good film, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, shallow grave is a very good Fucking film. great. I'm going to watch that again. And, yeah, so he just scuttles around on his little observation tower. So good. Staring through the vents at people. So Gerald Foos is 78. Mm. And this guy has been writing this article with him since 1980. Right. And it's all about how he finishes the story. It gets put in the New Yorker. And then they're writing a book based on the article in the New Yorker. And then, like, the discrepancies that start to come out. And um, and one of the things that the guy, Gerald Fu, says that he saw through one of the events when he was spying one night is a man kill his girlfriend. <gasps> but he didn't say anything to the police because he didn't want anyone to find out that he was looking through the vents. Holy shit, can you imagine if you were watching that? But, like, it's so fun. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's it. That's not I'm not going to say any more. It's really interesting. Great. I'm going to watch it. Even just to see... But one of the amazing things they do, which I really like in it, mm. is they built sets of the motel. So these tiny little sort of dolls houses of the motel that they filmed to sort of reenact things. 
It's a little bit like hereditary. That's got all those amazing oh. models in. Oh, we... which is such a cool little mechanic just to kind of show because the motel doesn't exist anymore. So it's just like that's really cool. Um, that's reminded we really need to fucking see Midsummer. But um, focus on my story. Anyway, sorry, watch Boyer. Yeah, I'm going to. It's good. I'm definitely going to. Why well, you're going to? I'm going to make you. But anyone else watch it? Okay. Yeah, that's my recommendation for the week. That sounds great. Well, I'm definitely going to watch that because um, I'm still into watching films while I'm working. Um, I'm well into the OC. Well in. Um, almost finished the first season. It's great. It's just so nostalgic because um, like I just love seeing all the outfits. Like I was saying to Ollie the other day when he came home, like, do you remember that phase in the like 2000s where it was like really popular to wear like what are they called? Jerkins. Like sleeveless vest jumpers. I swear they're called jerkins. Um, And then like Pringle, that pattern, like Pringle Scotland was like super popular as well. Like, and I just completely forgot that was a thing. So it's just like, yeah, really nostalgic. So, Um, and I, today I watched Splash because it's one of my favorite films ever. Um, I was thinking, I think maybe a therapist or psychologist would have a field day with me, that my two favourite films are Splash and Jaws, but I'm afraid of the sea. Like, I can't swim in deep ocean, like, in, in deep sea. Do you like Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, I love that film as well, yeah. So you like anything that's based... Sea-based, I love it. But I don't know, and I don't you... know why, and I'm scared... You're scared of the sea. I can't... You get seasick. yeah. Like I'm, I'm bad at sea. Like I'm bad. I can't even swim in swimming pools because on my own because I'm so freaked out about sharks that obviously aren't in the water because it's a swimming pool. But I, it's like I can't help myself. Like I just can't do it. Can't but that's swim. quite a common fear, I think. Because you, what's deep water? Well, no, you get people who say like, oh, I know it's ridiculous, but I go in a swimming pool, but I don't like it. I can't. It's so, like, I can't swim in it. I see you swim in a swimming pool. No, with other people. I can't do it on my own. You can do it If I do it on my own, I do it for one. With the lights off. That, I think I would have a mild heart attack. I don't, I really couldn't. I don't, I can't, did I tell this on the podcast before? That basically, like, when I was younger, we... I don't know whether anyone's seen like To Catch a Thief where they have um, set in the south of France and they have like these pontoons like out in the sea um, that in the film, like the main characters, I think it's Grace Kelly and Cary Grant, um, they swim out to these and they're really famous. And my dad was like obsessed with that film. And we used to go to the south of France or like France, like every summer when I was a kid um and we went to Cannes one year and he really wanted to swim out to these famous pontoons so I went with him and I think I was only about 12 or something and I swam out thinking oh it didn't look very far away and um by the time I was like halfway out like I looked down and the water was just completely black and I started to panic and it was like the same distance back to the beach as it was well it was closer to go to the pontoon so I was just like well I'm just gonna have to go there because it's closest I've never been so scared it was horrible and then when we got to the pontoon I just knew I had to swim all the way back in that fucking black water it was fucking horrible the worst thing that you said was when you got to the pontoon there's a man in a gimp suit on it (laughs) can you imagine (laughs) no 
around. I take my chances in the water. Um, What's scarier in the water, a shark or a man in a gimp suit? Probably a man in a gimp suit. With a fin. Um, I don't know, actually. Definitely a shark. Yeah, shark. But then I know what to do if I see a shark. Swim away. No, punch it in the eye. Don't look like a seal. Punch it in the eyes, everyone. If you see a, if you happen, if you happen to be attacked by a great white, then just plunge your fingers into its eyes, um, because it doesn't like that. Who would? It rolls. They roll their eyes in the back of their heads when they're attacking because they're the most most vulnerable bit, and so they're trying to protect them from being damaged. So if you then plunge your fingers into their eyes, they will let you go. Let's not make this into a creepy shark wax podcast. I know that's all you've really wanted to do <laughs> since day one, but. Do that as a separate podcast. I'm not on it. <laughs> okay. you, you and Taylor can do that one. Uh, I had a childhood fascination with sharks, which is probably why I'm actually scared of well, deep water because I watched Jaws when I was probably about six or something. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Oh no. I just wanted to do a quick shout out to um. Eh, hang on. Let me get it up. Um. Wanted to do a quick shout out. Um. Because, as you might have heard last week, I am now obsessed with the OC, watching the OC. Again. Um, again. <laughs> For like the third time. Um, it's really just made me the most productive person ever, being able to watch... I don't know why I haven't done it before. This is a good illustrator or artist tip. Yeah, oh my God. Because I put it on my phone and just prop it up on my easel. So then it's like... I'm watching programs that I don't really have to concentrate on because I've seen them before, but it's enjoyable and keeps me entertained. Um, but it means that I can't go on my phone. So I don't waste time, like just checking, casually checking my emails, casually checking Instagram, like when I'm bored, like, because I can't, because it's on my phone and I'd have to stop the film and it's just more of a palaver. So honestly, it's really helped me be more productive. And you'd think, if you're in a work, a proper work situation, work environment, they say, like, this is nonsense. Being able to watch TV is more productive. But honestly, it's really kept me focused and means that I just stay at my desk because I'm just like, oh, I want to see what, like, I want to watch the next episode of this or whatever. Mm. Um, but anyway, after the OC, I think I'm going to watch Cold Feet from the beginning again. But anyway, um, so... Uh, a fantastic illustrator who I'm a massive fan of her um, work, um, Jessica, Jessica Rue. Um, she does a lot of um, botanical drawings and um, uh, like illustrations inspired by nature. And they're all sort of um, very delicate and intricate and um, pen and ink and watercolour and ink and um, I think she digitally colours them as well um, afterwards. How do you spell her surname? R-O-U-X. Got it. Um, My yeah, Michelle Rue Jr. Yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, I'll link her in the... Um, hang on. I'm going to get her thing up just to make sure I've spelled her surname right. Yes, it definitely is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she's a fantastic illustrator and I've been a big fan of her work for a long time. But anyway, um, 
Jessica is a podcast listener and she was listening last week and she... Your OC rant. Yeah, she heard me, like my OC fan club um, and she shared this fact with me, which is so funny. I just had to share it. It's just great. Um, so she says, I might have a story for you that you might... Uh, I have a story for you that you might find funny. I heard it on the podcast that you were, uh, were re-watching the OC. I never watched it when I was... It, when it was actually on but my first high school boyfriend used to make me these amazing mix cds when we were dating and i really credit him for my taste in a lot of music from that era so a few few years ago my husband different guy obviously heard <laughs> i had never seen it before so we started watching it together and i slowly realized that every song from every cd my high school ex-boyfriend made me was directly from the oc soundtrack like even in the same order he was a shitty boyfriend but it's kind of hilarious that i thought his taste in music was so deep and introspective but when really it was just all taken directly from the oc it's amazing and it's like <laughs> what a dick. it's so good because firstly it's such a dick move such a dick move what but secondly dick. like you can also like slightly see yourself doing something like that just being like this is like because it, they are like curated soundtracks and you're just oh, yeah like, and just being like Oh, I, I really like this kind of music. Like, oh, this is kind of... Well, stuff. I directly credit the OC for um, introducing me to Modest Mouse. Like, I wouldn't have... I'd started listening because of that being in one of the episodes and but, got into it. And I think we have one of their, their songs at our wedding. But what <laughs> so a, thank you, Seth Cohen. But what a dickhead <laughs> that he was, like, what? playing it off as his little... Oh, oh, he just thought... I he, bet he was, like, writing, like... I want to know what he, like, dressed like. Did he dress like... Was he... Did he think he was Seth Cohen? Did he think he was Ryan? I just imagine, like, him, like, giving Jessica this, like, burnt CD and it's got, like, John's Cool Mix written on it. Like, <laughs> marker pen. And being like, yeah, I made this for you. <laughs> I made this for you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, like, fucking California, like... Oh, so... Planet, oh, my God, yeah! It's so far. Oh my god, was that like on like the first? Was that the first song on the first CD? I bet he took it off because that's too much of a giveaway. Yeah, but she didn't watch it, so she wouldn't have known. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't really watch. Poor it. sweet Jessica. I didn't watch the OC, but I knew that song was the OC soundtrack. <laughs> oh. oh, anyway, it's just so hilarious. What a fucking dweeb. So like when I um made you all those soundtracks of the X Files and played that off as a cool playlist that I'd made. <laughs> no, we actually do have um. We, I think that this is one of the things we bonded over was um, me and Ollie used to play a game called Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 when, like, before we were going out, obviously. Yeah, I think because when we, we were like 14. We were like um, I used to play it when I was like 14 on PlayStation 1. Or no, maybe PlayStation, no, PlayStation 1. Um, with my sisters watching and like it just had the best bloody soundtrack ever. Like, what did it have on it? Like, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, what was that song? Pin the tail on the donkey. Um, just used to bloody love it, and I practically used to play it just so I could. Like we used to like start over the get like the levels over and over until we got a song like to a song that we liked. Which is funny because I think there were only about eight songs on the soundtrack. <laughs> I think maybe twelve. Anyway, so yeah, when me and Ollie started going out, like I made him. When a we mix. found our mutual love. Yeah, we discovered the that soundtrack we of Tony both Hall loved it, so I made him a mix CD of Tony Hawk. Pro Skater 2 for the car. I've had that in my car for many a year. Yeah, bloody hell, that's a good soundtrack. It's a corker. So good. That is such a good story, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. And please, so I'm saying Jessica's I my um, artist of the week this week. So I will link her work in the um, show notes. And please check her out because she's like amazing and just like super babe. So yeah. And easily tricked with OC music <laughs> gullible as fuck <laughs> <laughs> joking <laughs> oh, I love it it's so good um, yeah so yeah. well I think that's uh, everything then isn't it yeah oh, all subjects covered no I did want to do another shout out actually for my very good friends Rob and Sophie who um, they are as just the most talented couple ever they um run a clothing um line which i'm going to link in the show notes as well called ventura foreman um and they make like amazing um like utility workwear um pieces all handmade in Woolwich. That's so, yeah, where we were like, on the weekend. Jackets and trousers. Jackets, and trousers, t-shirts, bags, um, t-shirts, like amazing. Really cool tool bags. Super cool tool bags. And um, they've been doing a sample sale I saw yesterday, um, which were on their stories on Instagram. So um, if it's still up, like it, up. it probably won't be up by now. But um, just like head over because they might like do a post on their grid or whatever. Um, and they're like super like amazing bargains to be had, and their stuff is just like so nice and great. And it's cool because it's just quality stuff, and it's made by like really super nice talented people and you should go and support them. And it's going to last like a really long time. Yeah, it'll last because it's well made. It's like well made and it's handmade in bloody England. Like, And I it's mean, not even like expensive. No. Like it's one not. of their jackets is like Super the same price that you'd pay for like a fancy jacket in Topshop or something. Topshop like, or bloody and other stories like and it's like yeah, it's really just... Rather than lining the pocket of some dickhead. Some dickhead. Line the pockets of my friends, please. Because um, they're super lovely people. Um, yeah, and mega talented, and I really believe in them. So, yeah, I just wanted to give them a little plug. And, yeah, um, go and grab yourself a bargain. Um, Good plugging thing. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to pick up your friends. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it, really. Um, that is everything. I don't think, have I got anything else on my notes? No. No, we've done everything. We've done cute thing. done country news. Yeah. yeah. Quite hard finding country news. Oh, but it's so enjoyable. I really I know, like but it's it. really eating into my work productivity. <laughs> I mean. I lost half the week. <laughs> Literally, like me, me and my friend at work were just like reading like Kent online for ages. Like, it's got to be something good. got to be something good. got to be something good. Like, oh, it's so weird. We're on the the uh, Eastbourne Herald <laughs> oh Jesus formerly known as the Herald to the locals <laughs> and just like going through all of them and just like so many because there's so many boring stories and you're just like reading them trying to find if there's any nuggets of anything interesting nuggets and you're just like juicy nuggets and you see one and you're like traffic cones placed in town centre you're like is this funny and you read it all and you're like nope not funny <laughs> Um, but anyway, anyway, so I'm willing to sacrifice my career to find it. So nice. I'll well, I'm glad you're yeah taking the podcast seriously and um, finally. Right. <laughs> I'll take it seriously when we get to episode twenty. <laughs> Only two episodes ago. Um, so write in with your cute stories at um, or anything really at um, the cute life podcast at gmail.com. 
um, rate and review. And if you um, read, uh, write us a nice review, we'll read it out on the podcast or send me a DM if you like, because I like chatting. If you've been tricked by a man with an elaborate playlist. <laughs> let me know. Let him know. <laughs> or if you've got a playlist that I could trick Finn with, message me directly <laughs> and make me look cool. Um, oh God, he needs the help. Oh, <laughs> that's me. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Billy Elliot Portraits at Ollie Place, like a fireplace. Um, and yeah, show notes and everything that we've talked about. Like, go see Jessica's work. Go find my friend Sophie and Rob Ventura Foreman. See a gimp. See, see a gimp. Motel. See it. Exactly. It's all in the notes. Yeah, it's all in the notes. So yeah, we'll see you next week. We might have more gimp slash morph man news you never know yeah maybe <laughs> Holly, you better get digging on Kent Hughes I have to get into my gimp files <laughs> I don't want to know about your gimp files okay love you guys bye 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 bye